Hey, welcome to International Podcast Month, or IPM. IPM 2022 is brought to you by the organizational team, Cole, Tess, and Theron. A very special thank you to all of our participants, without whom this event wouldn't be possible. And now, on to the episode. Hello, wrestling fans, and welcome to another star-studded edition of International Powerhouse Wrestling, the most electrifying show in sports entertainment. This is part of International Podcasting Month, which is a yearly collaboration between podcasters of all sizes. We are coming together to create some amazing content, to uh, play some games together, to have some fun, to get to know each other. Uh, it is legitimately my favorite yearly tradition. I love taking part in this so much, and I love that every year they let me keep coming back and continuing to run more wrestling-themed nonsense. My name is Jeff Stormer. I am your master of ceremonies today. I am your host with the most. Uh, I am the host of a bunch of different podcasts, Party of One, All My Fantasy Children, Talking Nog, Transformation at Work. The list goes on. You can find more information about all of my work at jeffstormer.com. And today I will be your booker and creative. I will be telling the stories of all of the other wrestlers that our stars will be squaring off with in the ring today. But uh, I am joined today by three incredible competitors, and I'm going to throw it over to each of you to talk about who you are, where people may know you from, uh, any shows that you want them to know about, as well as the character, the wrestler that you are playing this, this year an international powerhouse wrestling. I will start with a returning competitor back to make a splash. Blaine, go ahead and introduce yourself. Let the people know who you are, what you're working on, and who you're playing this episode. Well, hello, I'm Blaine. Pronouns are he, him. I host the podcast You Are Not Alone. It's a 1v1 horror actual play podcast. Each week I sit down with a guest and we tell a spooky story together based on kind of their fears and things they would like to explore. I also am a game designer. I, uh, I have a game called Born of Briar and Blood available in Codex Hunger. And my Brindlewood Bay Sweeps Week Mystery Lights Camera g -g -g Ghost just won the Brindlewood Bay Mystery Writing Contest. By the time this is reaching people's ears, it should be available up at blainecmartin.itch.io, where you can also get a free business card game about your skeleton trying to escape from your body. <laughs> and uh, not for nothing, but we also, uh, Blaine and I also collaborated on a professional wrestling themed scenario for Lovecraft esque, which you can find at jeffstormer.itch.io. That is. Uh, it's sick. It's sick as hell. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, everyone should own it, uh, and everyone should play Lovecraft esque, because that game is fantastic. So I am returning. Uh, when last we left, I, my character was Prospero the Unpleasant a heel uh, who was leaving International Powerhouse Wrestling to move up to a, a larger ticket. Uh, since then, uh, Prospero has returned. I'm thinking, and I guess this is kind of up to you, Jeff, that maybe International Powerhouse Wrestling had kind of fallen on some hard times because everything has fallen on hard times. Mm -hmm. And Prospero decided to leave his bigger ticket and come back to IPW because that's kind of what Prospero would do. I love that. I really love that. I think that I, I and maybe I mean, I, I I'm going to sit on it for a little bit, but we this might even be the show where you've come back. Excellent. Is that that kind of is because that kind of is a sick possibility. I, I love it. 
so Prospero, during his time in the big ticket, uh, had this entire story arc. He used to wear this, like, very cheesy, like, 70s devil costume. <laughs> uh, and he, in his other ticket, descended into hell to steal his soul back from the devil. Uh, and now he is Prospero the Reformed, a baby face who dresses in an absolutely terrible angel costume. <laughs> that's breathtakingly good is the thing that puts a gigantic smile on my face uh that fills me with joy is really what it does blaine we're so excited to have you back here at international powerhouse wrestling and now we are going to just run down the discord list and we are going to throw it over to liz liz introduce yourself talk about where the people know you from the shows that you represent and uh who you are playing today in international powerhouse wrestling okay hi i'm liz niveen pronouns whatever I mostly do audio drama, but I've always played TTRPGs in my personal life. Uh, so last year I did IPM. This year I'm doing it again. It's great. Uh, you may or may not have heard of the audio drama October Jones and Fish with Legs, which is an all-ages fantasy adventure podcast. Uh, Octoberandfish.ca, you can find it. And my character today is Greg Hader, the elevator. Lots of <laughs> aerial moves. A uh, heel. Ha like... How in depth do you want me to get here? <laughs> uh, however, uh, however in depth uh, you want to get, you can leave it there. You can go go deeper, whatever whatever you want the audience to know uh, at the very top, and then we will we will we will get to know our characters through some heat questions in just a moment. Okay. Well, Greg Hader has a secret theme, and we'll see if it becomes clear throughout the episode what it is. Ho ho. I love it. I love it a lot. Uh, this is great. And last but certainly not least, Rev. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Let the people know where they know you from. Anything you want them to know about, as well as who you are playing today on International Powerhouse Wrestling. All right. I am Rev. I am the host and GM of The Crit Show, which is an actual play podcast where we play Monster of the Week and other Powered by the Apocalypse games. Uh, and you can find everything about that and myself at thecritshowpodcast.com. I use he, him pronouns. And I am here today. My playbook is The Monster. And I am playing Koshay the Deathless. Uh, he is a mysterious figure from Russian lore who has made his way into the wrestling world to try to get the love of the crowd. That's that's great. That that, that the, the, these are all great characters, and I need to establish that up front. <laughs> so now that we've met our characters, um, I will talk a little bit about the game. I will also specify my pronouns are he and his. The game that we are playing today is uh, Nathan DiPaletta's Worldwide Wrestling 2nd Edition. It is uh, one of my favorite role-playing games in the world. It is a game about the on-screen and backstage worlds of professional wrestling. You are playing both the... You are playing both the uh, you are playing both the wrestlers on screen as well as their off screen personae, and you are uh, showing you know the 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 action that happens on screen and how it impacts the people who have come together today to put on a show. So how this is going to work? We've already introduced our characters. We've chosen our gimmick sheets. The last thing that we are going to do, the first thing I always like to do in a game when we are sitting down at a table, is we are going to answer some heat questions. These are. These represent two things in worldwide wrestling. These are the ways that your characters connect to one another backstage. These are the long running history of characters in worldwide wrestling. 
and they also establish your heat with one another. Heat is a stat in worldwide wrestling that represents how badly the crowd wants to see you beat the living hell out of each other. If your heat is plus four, that means that the moment that you are seen moving towards your opponent, the more the crowd is going electric and screaming, wanting to see a murder live in the ring. And if you are both at plus four heat, as is the goal of the game, you will gain plus one. You will each gain plus one audience. Audience represents how much the crowd loves you and how much they want to see you in the ring. And when you have that moment where you face off with your most hated rival in the ring as the crowd is screaming, that is the moment that they fall in love with you. So your goal is always to be adding heat and be growing your heat with your rivals to push it to plus four to gain your audience and become the top of the card. But with that, because there are three of us, you are each going to answer all four of the questions on your sheet. Uh, You should have four heat questions, and the way that this works is you will ask a question off your sheet, and one of the other two players will step in and say, oh, I think that applies to me. The idea being that these are the these are the people these connect these create your connections. And whenever someone answers, you will write their name on your character sheet. Heat can be unequal. I can have plus four heat with you and you can have plus zero heat with me. So uh, every time someone answers a question, you'll write their name on the sheet. and You'll add plus one to your heat with that particular wrestler. Does that make sense to everybody? Great. So um, uh, let's take it in reverse order. We'll have Rev. Rev, read us one of the questions off of your sheet, and, and then Liz or Blaine, you'll you'll decide who it applies to, and that will we'll start the process. All right. Who is legitimately terrified of me? <laughs> um, well, I think probably I'd say Greg, because he's a relative newcomer. To wrestling, he doesn't really have himself established yet, versus Prospero, who's like a veteran, you know? Yeah. I really like that. I love that. I love that idea that you've been swept up by the you've been swept up by the fantasy of all of it. And so you s- It's like, oh God, what is this? I don't understand. <laughs> That's great. That's wonderful. Are they really deathless? Yeah, like what what the fuck is that? That's the most out there character that Greg has met so far. <laughs> <laughs> that that rules. Uh who has made me look weak? Uh. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I kind of like the idea. So, like, the jobber's whole thing is to like try and make their the person in their ring with them look really good. And I like the idea that maybe one of the first times that Koshe and Prospero met, he messed that up and like accidentally like you know like el- actually oh, elbowed uh-huh. Koshe in the face or something and like <laughs> yeah. Kind of screwed up his entire goal, which is to just make Koche look good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Plus, I mean, like, as a heel, you know, making him bad is making him look good in a way, maybe. Yeah. Like building the crowd. Uh, who helps me come up with new directions for my character? That can only be Greg if it's unintentional. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it kind of, it almost feels like with what we've started to weave that it could be Prospero, since Prospero has given up the whole, like, damned evil side mm-hmm. that he helped Koshe, you know, build this this lore to kind of fill that role when he left before he decided to come back. I like that as, like, uh, you know, here, here are all of my heel moves. <laughs> Carry them forward in, uh, in perpetuity. Yeah. 
That's great. That's really good. Uh, and then lastly, who can stand up to me in the ring? Well, I guess that's me, I'm afraid, but stalwart. Yeah, I really like that, especially since you're you're really big into like aerial moves and stuff and, and Koshe is... Mm-hmm. And I'm a hardcore too. Yeah. Yeah, that makes a really cool like onstage versus offstage dynamic too, where like <laughs> offstage Greg is absolutely terrified of Koshe, yeah. <laughs> but like in the ring... Greg can kind of like stamp it down and mm-hmm. and go toe to toe. Yeah. Yeah. And then just flees as soon as the cameras are off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's really funny. That's that that makes me extremely happy. All right. Well, those are your four questions. So we'll throw it over to Liz. Liz, go ahead and read off the four questions on your sheet, and then Rev and Blaine will decide who it applies to. Okie dokie. I'm just gonna go in order. Who is jealous of my devoted fan base? Oh, I think me. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's, you know, being the heel and being a monster in, in this persona is really all I could carry off. And it's hard mm. to gain traction with fans, I think, as opposed to like the spectacle of what you can do. So I think I'm I'm envious of that fan base. Yeah, maybe not as charismatic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice. Who is willing to make me bleed? <laughs> I am a heel. Yeah, I'm trying to think if there's, like, a good way for that to be Prospero, or if that also makes sense for Koshay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe maybe it's less, like, in the ring proper, but, like, as this kind of, like, devoted longtime wrestler, like, mm-hmm. maybe it's during rehearsals and stuff that, like, Prospero is kind of constantly just, like, we need to do another take. We need to do another take. Oh, mm. uh, like really, like really pushing Greg to be better. Or, yeah, or like learn yeah. new things. Putting Greg like through the ringer for the sake of the show. Yeah, that makes sense. I like that. Does that work for you? Yeah, I think I, I like that. It's like it's like about the the stringent sort of like discipline of the work. It's not really like oh, I hate you, bleed now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, I'm going to push you to be better. That feels great. I love that. Prospero just wants everyone to be their best. (laughs) Who has returned from an injury I gave them? I think that's me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, since you're the one who can stand up to me in the ring, Mm -hmm. I think that I I, I got injured trying to, like, make a hit that you were doing look cooler for me and injured myself. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) In trying to, like, pull it off. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so sad and who can take everything i can dish out i mean i feel like that probably makes sense for prospero again just from the standpoint of like prospero has been doing this for like 25 years mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and like that that like training element too you know yeah yeah i like that a lot a, like a mentorship a bit I feel like there's good stuff cooking and I've already kind of got the I've already got the map in my head of what <laughs> this is going to look like and I'm very excited. So are those your four questions? Yep. All right, then we'll go over to Blaine. Blaine, you've got your four questions. Uh Liz and Rev are going to answer them, so rattle them off. Okay. I'm going to save the last one or the first one for last cuz it's the one that I think with what we've established doesn't necessarily make a ton of sense, but we can work on it. <laughs> So my first one is, uh, who was my tag team partner before they made it big? I guess it makes 
I mean, does it make the most sense if it's me yeah. if you passed on a bunch of your moves and stuff before you left? Yeah, I think that probably makes a lot of sense mm-hmm. uh, from like a logistics standpoint. We're heels together for a while. Yeah, and like the idea of the the deathless and the the person who's lost their soul, like the mm. the tag team of the double damned or something like that. Yeah, the supernatural. Mm-hmm. That feels great. I like that. So my next one is who thinks they're too important to work with me? Ooh. Well, that that would bring a very interesting flavor to the like that based on my question is the view that Prospero has on Greg. It's like a one-sided. It's like, why aren't you listening to me? You are a newbie. Oh, I like that. That Prospero is just like kind of constantly trying to teach Greg, and Greg's like, <laughs> no. And Greg's like being a little asshole about it. Like Greg is is new blood, like real important talent, and it's just like that's the old guy. We don't, we don't. I don't have to do things yeah. his way anymore. Grandpa. <laughs> that's great. I really love that old man Prospero. Yeah, <laughs> your old man prospector. <laughs> so my next question is who is trying to get me bigger paydays to reward me for my work i could personally i could see that going either way because either greg's trying to like hustle prospero out it's like okay retire now (laughs) or uh maybe koshe has something yeah the like the the justification i could come up with is like since you're coming back as this kind of this angel like trying to to push the uh, the company to do some big face off against us, that would be kind of be my justification for a, a bigger payday for you. Yeah, I like both of those. I do kind of love the idea of Greg being like, "All right, like I don't want to <laughs> give this dude the time of day, but like maybe I can get him to go back to the big ticket or just retire, mm-hmm. uh, so I don't have to deal with him anymore." <laughs> oh yeah, or make him enough money, maybe he'll he'll retire. Yeah, just leave. Just it, I don't care how you leave. Just go away. <laughs> Stop trying to teach me stuff. I love it. That's great. That's great. So my last question, and we might have to finagle this one a little bit, is who can't remember who I am? <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, okay, okay. I could see that being like an. Could we say it's an in-character question? Because you used to be tag team partners, right? And now you're an angel. Yeah, that's right. I I do yeah. like that. I was thinking that like it could be Koche and just like continuously forgetting that like I've changed my name uh, since we worked <laughs> together. But I like the idea of like an in lore like I don't know this person anymore. Yeah, that you're un unrecognizable to me because you're now you know an angel. <laughs> I love that betrayal. That's very, very good. I really, really enjoy that. Uh, And so those are all of our questions. So what we are going to do now is uh, I, I, I would have normally I would take a break right now and like go and draft up a card. But I already have like a pretty clear picture of what I want this card to be. Mm -hmm. And I know like I, I, I think what it is, is. Because I've already, like, established where we are, and I'll talk a little bit about, like, the, uh, the lore of, uh, the lore of the show that we're in right now. And then I will introduce the show. I already have a pretty clear picture of what I want this to be, and your, your questions just kind of established that even further. So, 
I think I'll talk a little bit about the wrestling promotion that we're in. I'll talk a little bit about like the show that we are watching unfold, and then we'll pretty much just kick things off. So International Powerhouse Wrestling is the official wrestling promotion of Reynolds, Hickenbottom, and Callaway counties somewhere in somewhere in like semi-rural America, somewhere in the like in the in the recent-ish past. It is it is the epitome of small time. It is the epitome of like small time wrestling organization. They have very big dreams and not a ton of budget to support those dreams. Uh, as you could probably tell from the character gimmicks that you've chosen, like they go in for for big theatrical things, but they don't always have they don't always have the the money to pull it off. But uh, that doesn't stop us from booking some very incredible shows, such as uh, where we find ourselves today as as public access TV, UHF Channel 69 comes on screen, and the camera, uh, the title International Powerhouse Wrestling flies towards the screen, there are stars and there are lasers, and then there is... What is loosely described as a sweeping camera shot, but it is very clearly somebody on a cherry picker being slowly lowered <laughs> as they as they gu- uh, guide a camera from left to right. <laughs> we are outside. We are outside. It is dusk. And it is the crowd, all, you know, 30 to 60 people are sitting on bales of hay and lawn towels. There are there are tractors in the background. There is a large Ferris wheel in the background. And uh Mango Martindale, beloved international powerhouse wrestling ring announcer uh and commentator comes on screen. Hello wrestling fans and welcome to International Powerhouse Wrestling presents Fair Fight 2022 coming to you live from the Reynolds County Farm Fair. Today, we are going to see battles so intense, so bloody, so violent, and so deadly that they could not be contained indoors. So we are taking the fight to the fields. There aren't technically streets out here. Uh, There is more of a dirt road. But we are taking the fights outdoors, and we are gearing up for the main event, which is the first ever, the first ever... Hayride from Hell match, which is a rumble match that is set on a hayride where the last person who remains on the tractor will win a shot at the prestigious International Powerhouse Wrestling World Championship. (laughs) Now, uh, let's let's we've got we've got a we've got a crowd here. and We've only got sun for a little while longer. So why don't we go ahead and kick things off? With our first major match, this is a match to determine. This is a this is a one for thirty special match, in which our champion, and this is where I open the mo- single most important document that I have on my laptop in my possession. That I maybe they may be the most single most important document that I that I have in my life, <laughs> which is a, a list of sixty two wrestler names and i decide who the current international powerhouse wrestling champion is <laughs> are you rolling or somebody give me a number from 1 to 62 43 43 all right perfect 
international powerhouse wrestling champion Riggs Radwolf, <laughs> and there is a guitar riff as uh there is a guitar riff that is legally distinct from the X-Men theme. Oh no. As, as Riggs comes out big burly, very hairy chested, white hair with like kind of semi-streaked back a little bit, like a almost Phoenix right like streaked back, but still like bushy, hairy, big, old, wearing jeans, jeans and wrestling beat, comes out and just like points at both sides, strikes an X with his with his arms, and like comes out and I think grabs a what is it ringside that he is going to grab to signal that he is a badass? An apple what is orchard. The, is it? Oh God! It is. It is a. He grabs. He grabs a bag of apples and just swings them around and smashes them on the ground <laughs> to show that he is. He is a. Uh, he is a beast. <laughs> he is vicious. He is dangerous. Uh, and he's wearing the belt uh, over his jeans. This is a man who is not here to who is not here to wrestle. He is here to fight, and he stands. And the winner of this match will be will receive the prestigious final spot in the Hayride from Hell match. The loser will be tasked with being the first person to climb aboard the Hayride. <laughs> the format of the Hayride from Hell match is that. The the hayride will make several stops o- around the farm fair. This is their way of showing off all the different stands at the farm fair, <laughs> and and different wrestlers will climb on at every different every different stop. So the first person to board will be at a major disadvantage because they will have to fight through every single person on the card. <laughs> now, keeping in mind that it is still dusk, and therefore any light works that you wanted to do are going to be at a severe disadvantage. Blaine, I want you to describe the dra- the dramatic return of Prospero the Reformed in this match. <laughs> so where where is the is the ring just like set up? The ring is just set up. Yeah, it's set up. It's in like a large field. This would be you can see like there's like a, a large not far from where the ring is. There's a large circle of like brown mud where the dunk tank used to be. But they've moved the dunk tank away so they could put the ring in, like, the largest sort of, like, open field area. So, like, think of just the field. Um, It's not terribly far from the from the food trucks and, like, the midway. So, like, the games are not super far away. So you can hear the sound of, like, arcade games and you can see the mud where the dunk tank used to be. It's still, like, wet and a little grimy. And there are people in bales of hay sitting around the ring. And, uh, like, there are maybe two or three, like, there's a cotton candy truck and a funnel cake truck parked not super far away. And they've kind of formed, I think the two trucks have kind of formed a makeshift ramp for you to walk down. <laughs> like, they're parked on opposite sides of one another, so there's, like, a, a person-sized passageway for you to walk through. <laughs> okay. So I, I think, I think that... Prospero had planned out his entrance and there was a miscommunication about the date. So they had this entire thing planned out where like he was going to get dropped in through like a a skylight window in the gymnasium (laughs) and it was going to be this cool like him descending down into the ring and they had made all of these plans 
forgetting that the date that he was coming back was the farm fair date, so it was outside. So I think there's just this, like, small utility crane near the <laughs> ring, and you can see, like, everyone can just see Prospero standing on, like, the top of the crane arm. But they're still going through with it in, like, this, like, angelic harp music, and I think it's, like, a some kind of, like, 80s butt metal song played on the harp. so like just a like classic like rat song uh plucked out on the harp as he's lowered down on this crane into the middle of the ring and like there are like spotlights shining on him and they expected it to be much more dramatic in the dark auditorium but like because it's still kind of dusk like the spotlights don't actually do anything they're just on and creating, like, extra heat on what I imagine is already kind of a very hot day. And he just lands with, like, one hand out and one hand raised in this, like, very dramatic pose. That's great. I love that. <laughs> Go ahead and give me a roll. I'm going to call this working the audience because I think, like, as you are making this entrance, like, this is your big return. So give me a work the audience roll. When you pump up Lambaster, otherwise work to get the crowd cheering or jeering you, roll plus audience. All right. Uh, and I have one of my moves is sympathetic. So when I work the audience, I get to roll plus work. Great. Uh, so let's see how this goes. My work is pretty good. Uh, it's not going to help a lot with a bad roll. That is an eight. <laughs> All right. They play along, you're going to gain plus one momentum. Momentum is a currency that you can cash in at any time to alter uh, the results of your roll. So the crowd is the crowd is is pretty hot for the return of Prospero. And here is where I get to reveal my two absolute favorite mechanics in worldwide wrestling. The two things that I think take it into being my favorite role playing game. As I play out this match with a non-player wrestler, as Riggs and Prospero go to battle, I'm going to turn to Liz and Rev and say that you two are our (laughs) commentary team for this match. Which means that at any time you can pipe in and just describe how hard we're hitting each other, how how mesmerizing the fight it is, your job to make this match uh, sound like the clash between the gods that it should feel like. <laughs> and there is a mechanic that you can use to support that. All four of us at the table, once per game, so once over the course of our session, can put over a move on commentary. When somebody rolls the dice, you can step up as commentary and say, and describe how commentary screams about what happened and turns a moment from okay to mesmerizing. What this does is it increases the, the, the success of a move from one category. So if, 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 if Blaine were to roll a failure, you could make that a mixed success. Or if Blaine rolls a mixed success, you could turn that into a full success. You can do this any time during the session, but you can do it exactly once for at once in the session. We all have one one moment of putting it over on commentary. I just wanted to put those things both out there as we start. So <laughs> with that, I think like I think the match gets underway because I think as you are posing, Prospero, before you even get in the ring, I think jumping, I think jumping through the second and third ropes, uh, Riggs just dives at you and starts just battering you with forearms. I think is I think there is no there is no hesitation and no pageantry as Riggs just flat out goes on the offensive, 
eventually stops to take off his belt, but only to kind of shove it in your face and kind of like rub it against your face. Like, man, what? What? You want this? And then kind of throw it off to a ref and continue battering you with forearms before I hand momentum back to you and say, what do you what do you do? So I th- I think that in his in his new reformed status, Prospero's Prospero's shtick has become significantly more aerial, and it like one thing that I think people would notice as a difference between Prospero of the past and Prospero now is he's in much better shape mm. because he kind of got a little lazy as Prospero the unpleasant, and like when he moved up, he had to get like into very good shape. And especially with this change in in from devil to angel. So I think that like as as Riggs is coming in, at one point, Prosper is able to like slide down and in between his legs and kind of rush to the other side of the ring and hop up on uh the turnbuckle and do his his angel sweep move, where he kind of leaps from the top of the turnbuckle to just kind of clothesline Riggs as Riggs is running back towards him. <laughs> oh, that's great. I absolutely love that. I'm going to say, uh, roll me. This is going to be our first wrestling role of the game. What this is, is when we narrate a sequence of maneuvers and moments that lead up to a showcase spot. The showcase is something you want people to remember about the match. You are showcasing your technique. Uh, you are creating or subverting what the audience expects that happens next or showcasing a Signature maneuver that requires high-level wrestling skills, so I'm going to ask you to roll plus work. Alrighty. That is uh, a 10. Okay. On a 10, the crowd pops as you nail the spot, retain control of the match, gain plus one momentum. How is commentary describing what has just happened with Prospero flying off the turnbuckle and leaving the IPW champion laid out on the grass? A titanic clash. Well, it seems like there is no love lost here. No, Prospero the Reformed is in the air, flying, truly off the ground, ladies and gentlemen. All of those repeated hits from his opponent didn't seem to have an effect on this now angelic performer. And this angel has wings. Love it. Perfect. Exactly. So I'm, so, I'm, I'm, over, I'm over the moon. I think the, so. Uh, Prospero, you have control. What do you do? I think now that Riggs is kind of on the ground and on the back foot, so to speak, Prospero kind of takes in some of his old wrestling moves uh, and just tries to, uh, like, work around Riggs and kind of try to get, like, maybe one arm into an arm bar just to try and keep, because eventually, he's getting old, so I think eventually if Riggs just keeps pounding on him, it's gonna take the wind out of him. So he's kind of Mm. trying to take Riggs's arms away. I think that's another, I think that's another work roll. All right. Well, that is a six. Oh, on a botch, you botch the spot. Your opponent describes how they counter you and takes control of the match. I think what happens here is I am pulling on a hard move from the game. I'm going to announce legit badness. I think that you, I think that you succeed and I think you succeed way too well. How do, how does the performer playing Prospero react when you, when you hear the pop? Oh. Ooh. Mm. Uh, I think, uh, like, immediately Prospero, like, lets go 
uh, and like motions for the medic ringside, kind of dropping the act entirely. Hmm. Interesting. Not where I expected you to go. That was a rough one, ladies and gentlemen. Did you hear that pop? I think they heard it the next town over. I'll say. Could this be the return of the devil? And I think, um, like, obviously holding his shoulder, right? Like, is, like, you can see the tears kind of holding back in, you can see the tears kind of holding back in Riggs's eyes as he kind of starts to, as he stands up and, like, kind of, um, like, clearly, like, you kind of run, I'm going to say you, you run to, to the medic uh, to stop the match, and I am going to... I'm looking at my options here. I'm trying to decide what I want this to be. I think what I'm going to call this... I think I'm going to call this... Even though the cameras are on, it's not quite right. I think that, like... Because I think what's going to happen here is Riggs, like, even with a one arm... Even, like, doing it one-armed is going to try and, like... As you signal to the to the medic at ringside to, like, call the match, is going to try and, like, roll you up. To be like, no, 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 we are not, like, we are not stopping this. This cannot, this cannot happen here. So I am going to ask you to role play politics as you are trying to, to, to resolve a disagreement in your favor, which is to say, like, get the match to stop. Okay. What is play politics plus? That is plus audience. Okay. Eight plus, uh, that is a ten. Okay, then you are going to you are going to pick one option from the seven to nine list, which is they agree or right. The argument stays a private matter. Creative sets up a match or segment that the person uh, who selected this option wants to see, or change your want to something they want to see as a result of your argument. So, what is the as? And I think like goes for a roll up, locks you in kind of like a one armed headlock, and kind of gets in your ear like the hell are you doing? Like, we can't stop this yet. You know that I have to win this match. I think in that moment, like, seeing that Riggs is okay, I think I'm going to pick change your want to something they want. So kind of immediately just stopping the call and going back to the match. Okay. I think with Prospero keeping in mind, like, going very easy on Riggs for the rest of the match. And I think that, I think that, I think the one that I'm going to pick is... I think the one I am going to pick, because it's very interesting and I'm going to want to see, I want to see a scene of this play out after, is I'm picking they agree you're right. Because I think that his agree, he like literally in that moment, like kind of senses you like getting back into the match, but kind of like does immediately signals you like, yeah, you got to carry this one. Like, you got to put me, you got to, you got to, you, you're going to have to do the work here. I'm working one armed. I cannot. I cannot, like, I can't do much. And the option that I've pointedly not chosen, that I may be, that after this match I'm going to want to see how it plays out, is I did not choose that the argument stays a private matter. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, I think that, like, I think Goes locks you in a headlock and, like, is is using his off arm to do it. So you are able to break out and describe to me uh, your next maneuver that sets up your that sets up the finish of the match. I I think what happens is after after Prospero kind of wiggles out of the first headlock, he actually motions for Riggs to put him in another headlock. And Prospero actually like 
finds a way to, like, boost himself up and, like, flip over Riggs's shoulder in a way that actually makes it look like Riggs flipped him from the headlock. Mm. I think that's actually a body role. I think you're I think you're doing a wrestling role with body. I don't think it's work here because I think you are having to like physically lift yourself and like physically physically like basically flip yourself and I think that it that takes a great deal of strength and skill. That is fair. That is a 9. Okay. Um uh, you can you can hand control of the match to your opponent and gain plus 1 momentum or retain control of the match. At this point, because it's winding down, and I have kind of done the the heavy lifting of this part, I'm going to hand control back to Riggs to finish it. So I think what happens is is you're on your stomach, he's flipped you over, and he starts, like, forearming the back of your head and just, like, pounding you, and then finally, like, grabs you by the hair and starts slamming your face into the mat, and, like, gets up, and, like, clearly... I think in a way that, like, we see backstage briefly, like, no one, by backstage I mean behind the trucks, we see, like, no one, not a single person can, knows, like, not a single person believes that that Riggs is not, like, hurt right now. Mm. And believes Riggs is not, like, acting irresponsibly by finishing the match. Uh, And, like, runs and, like, gives a, like, sliding boot to your head. To like, uh, like, like, really, like, knock, like, try, like, kayfabe, knock you, knock you senseless before going for the finish. So, describe the finishing move that is on your gimmick sheet. So, my finishing move is, uh, do the job. I'm always booked to lose matches. When your opponent pins you for the win, roll two d six. Uh, on a ten plus, you make them look great. They get plus one audience. Uh, on a seven to nine, you do the job. Choose whether you gain plus two momentum or plus one heat with them. And on a botch, you don't sell it right, and we both lose one audience. And now you, uh, so this is a flat 2d6 roll. You can spend any number of momentum to increase that result. Do I have to declare that before? You can, I, I usually say you can declare it before or after. I don't, I'm not terribly picky on it. I think technically you have to declare it before, but I, I, I'm not especially picky on it. Okay, uh, I'll declare it before. I'm going to spend two momentum. Okay. An impressive display by the champion as Riggs rescues himself from ignominious defeat. Yes, it seems like Prospero was trying to get away, but Riggs was having none of it. No, he kept him there and he pounded him. Over and over. <laughs> and over. <laughs> All right, Blaine, what, what do you got? That was a 10. Uh, so Riggs is going to get, not that he's an NPC, but. Uh, Riggs is going to get plus one audience. Great. Riggs looks dominant in this moment. Riggs Riggs looks like a million bucks. And I think like lifting his off arm, the referee does that. And immediately Riggs is like, doesn't even take the belt with him, which is another big sign that like something is wrong. Just walks right the hell out the ring. Now, what I want to see is a brief backstage moment. I want to know what uh, I want to know what. What Greg and and Koshay, how you both react backstage when like Riggs walks backstage having won the last entrance spot in the in the main event tonight and full on just collapses backstage, just full on like is wiped out backstage. When you say backstage, is it on camera or off? This is entirely an off camera moment. I think that like 
I think we cut to, I think we'll cut to, uh, we'll have a, like, we cut to a promo from one of the other wrestlers in the Hayride match. So this is an entirely, like, off-screen moment. How do the two of you react off-screen when this happens? When the champion walks back and is immediately, like, can, like, can no longer, can, like, support himself and just, like, collapses and, like, kind of has to get, like, picked up, kind of throwing the entire main event into disarray. Yo, man, what the fuck? the hell was that? And I think I'm looking out, you know, from where he came from to see how Prospero is, because that seemed very vicious and uncontrolled. Prospero, how are you reacting to all of this? I I think Prospero comes off and, like, immediately grabs one of the medics and is like, we need to go find, find rigs. And I think the medic, like, you grab them, like... Oh, no, they, they're already they're already loading him into the amb- they're already getting him in the ambulance. Um, I've got to I got to and like kind of like ha- like stalls the sentence and just like immediately starts like booking it. And I think like because it's like out in the open, like the really the really kind of wild thing is that there are absolutely people in the crowd like seeing and the ambulance lights come on and like they're kind of trying to hide it. Like there are some curtains that have been put up, but. The fact that there that you can see the lights of the ambulance flashing, like the crowd is already there's a few people in the crowd already being like, "Oh no, something is wrong." Yeah, I think I I look down at Greg. Good lord, he seems like he's off his nut, and we're gonna have to fight him while in a moving cart in a bit. Greg edges off to the side and just nods, and then shakes his head, and then keeps going away. Hey, are you okay, man? Uh, Fleeing, basically. (laughs) Love it. Love it. I think that, I think that Tex, Tex Scrapple, Booker for International Powerhouse Wrestling, comes in holding his cowboy hat and like wiping sweat. What in the hell just happened? Fuck, 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 fuck. Okay. I gotta think, I gotta think some things. I gotta think some things. Um, uh crap 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 okay here's what we're gonna do here's what we're gonna do um koshay 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 yeah we need you to we need to buy some time um we're going to i know that you're i know that you're in the main event but you're gonna be book running double duty um i'm get out there uh we're gonna do it we're gonna do a two-on-one handicap match uh the bash bash and smash the clobber brothers we're putting them out there um go do your do your thing, do your monster thing, and we will uh we will figure out what what we're doing. Uh, <laughs> just yeah. just, right. just just yeah, you you got it. Just you okay. figure it out. Okay. Walks by, like pauses at Prospero. What the hell were you do what why didn't you call them? You knew the how the, you knew how the main event was supposed to end. I did. I personally expected Riggs to be in better shape than he was. <sighs> that's not the answer that I was hoping to hear, but that's... F- <sighs> okay, fine. Yeah, fine. It's fine. It's all good. Don't worry about it. We're happy that you're back. We appreciate it. I know that... We're happy that you're back. And I think, like, kind of, like, walks off a little bit, and I think pauses at Greg. Greg, you ran off. Where does Tex find you? Greg didn't really go that far. He was actually kind of looking, like, keeping an eye on Prospero, hopefully, to, like, kind of Mm. sidle up and be a little shit. So, basically, we were, like, behind the curtains. The ambulance peels off. Greg kind of, like, 
goes in the same direction, then loops around on the other side of the curtain from Koshe just to like get some distance from there. So not too far. Okay. I, I really, really like that. How are you a little shit to Prospero? Because I think that I think there's a moment that there's a there's there's a there's a I think be a little I want I want to see you be a little shit to Prospero. Hmm. And then Tex Scrapple's going to walk up to you and then we'll cut to the next match. Okay. So Greg is, is kind of going to like walk up and like post up next to Prospero, cross his arms and be like, nice going, old man. And I think I think you see just like for the briefest moment, like. Prospero is generally, like, a very happy, kind person, and, like, there's a moment where I think everything just kind of gets to him, and you see, like, you just get, like, a split second of, like, a death stare before Prospero shakes it off, and I think just says something like, maybe wrestling is a young man's game. Ooh. Uh, And, like, storms off back to his, his dressing room. Whatever. Uh, I, I imagine a trailer somewhere. <laughs> yeah, your trailer. Double wide. Greg does that like aggressive like chin tick up thing and then turns to the cowboy, I guess. Yeah, I think you, the second you turn, Texas just standing there. He's already put the hat back on. And then we cut to. We cut to Koshe in the ring. Koshe, you are about to have a two on one handicap match with. Bash and smash the Clobber Brothers. Nice. This is a this is a tag team. They are pretty much what you think of when you hear the name Bash and Smash the Clobber Brothers. <laughs> they are the the eighties eighties street. To like think think Bill Paxton from like a couple of Bill Paxtons from Terminator is the best <laughs> way to describe it. Describe Koshe's, give Koshe's, cut a promo for Koshe as you are, like, called to the ring. Smoke machines are billowing. Make your, like, describe your promo as you get gear up to start this match. Yeah, um, Koshe is 6'4 and kind of built like Brad Pitt in uh, in Snatch. Like, just <laughs> all rippling muscle. He's real scrawny, but but still big. He has this long white beard and just wild white hair and he's his makeup is used to like accentuate the the space under his eyes and his ribs and he's dressed in like leftover clothes from a production of the count of monte cristo after he breaks out of the prison it's just rags of of <laughs> pants and a shirt uh and he's got a chain around his neck with a key on it and it's just him walking through this promo is him like walking through battlefields and it's just you see, like, World War One, World War Two, like, the, the wars just keep changing around him, and he just keeps marching forward. Uh. That's great. I love that. Give me, uh, so I'm going to have you roll cut a promo, which is roll plus look. Okay. Ooh, uh, 12. Damn. You connect with the audience. Pick two from the following list. You can have creative book you in a match, add a stipulation to a relevant match. Um, you can have the subject of your, you can have someone come out to respond to your promo or gain plus one heat with the subject of your promo. All right. So yeah, I'll gain plus one heat with the subject of the promo because in the distance, you know, we, we pan out and see Koshe walking in this promo and it's this point of light that's, mm. you know, it, at least signifies that it might be prospero it's just it's he's marching towards something that is 
bright on this horizon. Hmm. That's great. Yeah, take plus one heat with Prospero. Okay. Also, I should note, uh, very important, uh, you automatically gain heat with uh, faces, and faces automatically gain heat with heals. So so if you haven't already increased your heat with Prospero by one, and Prospero, you're going to increase your heat against Greg and Koshe by one. Greg, uh, same deal, plus one heat to Prospero. Got it. All right, that puts me at uh, plus four with Prospero. Oh, snap. Great, and that plus four is the maximum that you can have. Excellent. And then I think for the other one, I'm going to add a stipulation to to the relevant match. I think if you're if you're cutting a promo, I think because we've made this promo about Prospero. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think that the relevant match in this case is uh, you're both booked in the main event. You're both in the in the Hayride to Hell match. Yeah. OK. So what's the stipulation you want to add to the Hayride to Hell rumble? <laughs> that. And, and I think. Can I tell you the stipulation after you see what his shtick is against these two, uh, yeah. the Bash brothers? Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to use my move, not of this world. You create a signature match stipulation that showcases your wrestling persona. And what it is is that as Koshay is presented, he comes out and under his arm, he's carrying a little treasure chest. <laughs> and, you know, he's in these these ratty clothes and he gets out to the edge of the ring and he reaches inside of his of his shirt and he roars and he pulls out this bloody beating heart <laughs> and he opens the chest and he puts it inside of the chest and he locks it with the, the key around his neck. And, you know, he stole all of this from the lore of, of Koshe the deathless mm -hmm. and he tucks it underneath the ring. And the stipulation is that you have to like get the heart to defeat him. <laughs> and so I think the stipulation that I add to the hayride is that the heart is hidden somewhere in the hay. That's great. That's so good. That's really funny. That's amazing. I love it so much. <laughs> oh, that's really funny. Well, I need I need a minute because that's very funny. <laughs> so uh, the match begins. Um, the match begins and the Bash Brothers. Uh, the Bash Brothers in their sort of 80s punk gear, one of them with a Mad Max sleeve, so the shoulder pad oh, and no sleeve proper, start, like, bashing each other on the chest, like, yeah, yeah, let's go, let's go, and I think they kind of run at you. They run at you for, like, a double kind of clothesline tackle, uh -huh. and I believe they just fall backwards on their backs, because I don't think it, I don't think you move. I think <laughs> that they're starting the match by being like, oh, we cannot, we can't move you. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm handing you momentum immediately to describe like how you how you go, how you fight, how you fight through this, uh, how you fight these these two knuckleheads. Yeah. So I think that, you know, the two of them slam into Koshe and hit the ground and he picks one of them up and throws him down on the other. To quote a famous meme, I'm I'm gonna you I'm gonna hit a motherfucker with another motherfucker. <laughs> I love it. That's my favorite kind of wrestling offense. Is I'm gonna use <laughs> I'm gonna use a guy as a weapon. Yeah. Give me uh, that is gonna be a wrestling roll plus body. Oh great, because my other move uh, increases my body by one. That's a nine. All right. Commentary. How are we selling this moment? After failing to make a dent in Koshe the Deathless. Bouncing right off his chest there. Incredible display. 
I think that uh, Prospero is still a little bit sullen, but is like, uh, yes, they're obviously scrambling to find his heart, but what is not there can never be found. Hmm. I didn't even consider that consider that you would be Prospero on commentary, so I appreciate that you're that we've that we've been joined in commentary by Prospero immediately after this like traumatic event, and you're just in the worst headspace. Yes, and as a reminder to our audience, if they don't find the heart, they can't win. So you can control. Uh, you can. So at a nine, you can retain control of the match or hand it over to 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 bash and smash and retain gain plus one momentum i think i'm gonna retain control of the match okay and and koshe looks around um at the two of them lying on top of each other and and yells a couple of uh russian words into the air he doesn't actually know what they mean this is just what they were able to teach him phonetically <laughs> And then he kind of growls, I will put both of you into the ground. And uh, I, I go over again and I, I pick one of them up as if I'm going to throw them out of the ring into some hay. Great. I think that is another I think that is another body roll. Fourteen. Oh, <laughs> oh my, my God. God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you uh the crowd pops. The crowd pops big. I think that this is like one of I think this is this is one of those big spots, right? Hay goes uh, there is an explosion. Hay goes in all directions and like there's just a shot of you just standing there as like smoke and dust and hay are swirling and you just look like a fucking demon. Like you look like you are straight from hell. Yeah. Uh so you are going to gain plus 1 momentum and I think like at that moment um, you're given the word. I think that I think the Bash Brothers briefly like one of them takes you out at the knee, right? Like one of them does like the other one that you threw that you didn't throw in the hay, like yeah, does like a body block at the knee, and like they get back in the ring and they kind of like there's a there's there's a brief spot where they kind of seem like they're getting it together and they're like almost able to chop you down. But what I want to hand it back to you for the finish is like describe how you then just shrug off their best offense and just <laughs> obliterate them. Yeah, there's this moment where, you know, Koshe gets knocked to the ground and they come in from both sides and just start hammering down on him and, and Koshe shrinks down so that you just get the backs of these two mm -hmm. uh these two 80s bashers and then all of a sudden they they stop and koshe stands up and he's holding one of them in each arm <laughs> and just double what is that move that just that power slam the choke slam yeah just double choke slams the brothers love it okay roll your finishing move and add any momentum you want to add to it okay and does momentum carry over? It does not. It does not. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to use the momentum that I've built up on this. Um, so All that'll right. Be, that'll be two. So that's an eight. On an eight. You may choose one. They showcase your strength or they're unwilling to take your finisher and flee the ring. <laughs> oh, I, I like that they're that they run away. That is funny. Yeah. I could pump you up if you want. Oh, okay. Yeah, put it over. Oh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> I need to start with a P. Oh, unfortunately, in this case, teamwork does not make the dream work. Koshe the Deathless, that immortal <laughs> figure of myth, lifts them into the air and slams them down. This could be the end of the Bash Brothers. 
That was good. Yeah, they are. And they are flat out on the like they I think there is there is like a comically long time between they go down and you you get the three count because they are just like not moving. They they are <laughs> they look dead. They straight up it's like, uh, hey, we've already saw an injury. Like, is this is this gonna be the theme of the show? You you go for the pin. I think there's a moment where like you go for the pin and like you lock eyes with the referee to be like because they're they're so convincingly like just just laying flat that you're like i'm not sure and the referee just kind of like rolls his eyes and chuckles and you realize oh no they are just selling this as though you have physically (laughs) thrown their souls out of their bodies (laughs) and i think uh after that happens like you get the three count uh you gain plus one audience as you are as you are you hit your finisher clean and look like a million bucks you walk backstage, uh, Tex is like sitting there like, thank you so much. We, 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 I think, I think, I think we have it in order. I think we're all good. I think we can, I think we can work through. Okay. All right. Yeah, okay. I, I left, I left the chest out there. Um, and I think that, you know, to, since I've already brought the heart out, like I can't do it again, get them to, to bail the hay into the wagon so that the heart's in there. Oh my fucking god, you're a genius. I don't know what I would do. I'm so happy. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. Pops like four tums and <laughs> walks off. He's like, okay, I gotta go. I hate doing this. I really hate doing this. I have to go make the- have to go give the news to the crowd. <sighs> okay, okay, okay. And I think the first of two things that have been said to Greg come out now as he walks out and he kind of gives you a look and we flash back to that moment where he says and the second thing I need you to do is rush out get in my face and really like let me have it just yell at me whatever you need to say to me let me have it when I get out there got it we're all you got it yeah I can do that okay he walks out puts on the hat and like immediately the accent turns on right immediately what hey Wrestling fans, we got ourselves a proper hoot nanny going on here this evening. How are we doing, Reynolds County Farm Fair? Are we having a blast or are we having a blast? Yay. Ah. Now, I'm sure y'all saw the real blood, sweat, and tears that were shed into this ring that we put out for this business, for this audience, for you there in the crowd every single night. I'm sure you saw how brutal that opening match was between Prospero the Reformed Yay! <laughs> and Riggs Rad Wolf. Yay! Unfortunately, I do have some difficult news to deliver. Riggs, well, Riggs has suffered a little bit of a shoulder injury. He's getting checked out. We think that he's going to be fine, but at his request, because he loves this business, he loves you, the fans, he wants you to have a champion and a title at the end of this show, and he might have to take a couple months off to, to, to rest up that shoulder. He has requested... That tonight, the main event of our show, the Hayride from Hell match live at the Reynolds County Farm Fair, be for the, the International Powerhouse Wrestling World Championship. That's right, folks. It is not a number one contenders match. This match is for the whole farm. Every single penny is on the line. Are y'all excited to see a title match unfold this evening? And the crowd now, like, erupts as... Greg makes makes your entrance and cuts your promo on on Tex and on the the company as a whole and on anyone else you want to cut a promo on. Hey, 
Yeah. You! And Greg runs in and slaps his hat off. <laughs> what the fuck kind of business are you running here, huh? You cowboy prick stomps on the hat. <laughs> Listen here, all you people. Ugh. This fair sucks and you do too, and I'm here to tell you that you're pushing my buttons. And I don't like it, so you're going down. Boo! Roll me cut a promo. That's plus look. Okay. <laughs> Seven. <laughs> All right. Uh, you can choose one of the following. Make creative book you in a match. Add a stipulation to a relevant match, which is going to be the hayride that we're just about to have. Mm-hmm. You can have someone uh, someone of your choice come out and respond to your promo or gain plus one heat with, with the subject of your promo of your choice. Hmm. I will. I will take the stipulation. What do you want the stipulation to be on the hayride? Hardcore. Love it. Love it. Love it. <laughs> so I think like, I think gets in your face. I think Tex finally stands up. Is like, well, well, it takes a down, it takes a down dirty snake to disrespect a man's cowboy hat. So let me tell you something. You draw a number on this, uh, this here, uh, rumble match. Well, too bad. Now you're number two. And he kind of like walks off. Uh, and you are now the second person entering. And this is and the the hayride comes up and it is a tractor with three trailers that is pulling three trailers <laughs> like a proper touristy hayride. There are several bales of hay made into benches on either side pulls up. And Prospero, describe your entrance as you get into the ring as they proceed to load uh, several bushels of light tubes and uh, some trying to think of some good farm themed web two by fours, <laughs> some rakes and various other pieces of farm equipment. A ladder. Of course. A ladder for sure. Why not? I think that Prospero comes like running up to the to the hayride and like I, I'm imagining, I guess maybe Claire, is this like a cage match where there's like cages on these trailers that we can't escape from? No, um, so, so there are, there are raised walls, there are, like, fence-style walls, like you would be sitting against in a hayride. Okay. But, uh, they only go up to about, like, if you were to sit on them, they go about up to your shoulder length, so when you stand up, they're only up to about your chest. And this is where I revealed the rules of the hayride from Hell Match, and why <laughs> this match is extremely funny. So this is going, like I said, this is match is going to, like, drive around and about every 90 seconds is going to stop in front of one of the attractions at the farm fair. And I'm going to need all three all three of your help in defining what the attraction <laughs> is that it pulls up to every time. <laughs> but the rules are you can be eliminated by pinfall, by submission, or by being thrown over the, the fence and out of the hayride. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> See, I think Prospero comes out and like, with with that picture in mind, like, Runs up and just does, like, a really easy, like, foot up on the, like, step into the wagon and, like, jumps up and perches like a bird on the corner of one of the, like, raised fences. <laughs> I love it. I really, really love it. And so, Greg, mm -hmm. you are in the ring. The hayride pulls up and we get the briefest of flashbacks to uh, the other thing that Tex told you backstage. And he goes, all right, so we're putting you second in the rumble. I need you to do two things. One, make it really fucking hurt when you're in the ring with him. 
Can do, boss. And then we flash back. And then we flash back. Uh, make your entrance into the ring as we start the match. Oh, shit. I wish you could have seen my jaw drop when you said that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a goon. So first there's this kind of like wimpy, shitty music that plays and pisses everyone off. Love it. And there's a paper circle that like two fucking volunteers and lanyards are just holding up, right? Because we're in the fucking fair. Yep, yep. There's a pause, a sort of like a ding noise, and then Greg bursts through the circle as the music kicks in with electric guitar and slow, heavy synths. And it might be kind of a jaunty tune if it were faster, but it's real slow. Love it. (laughs) Incredible. Greg is solidly built, but flexible with hairy exposed arms and legs, and he's not too tall. He's wearing a brown leather bodysuit with big orange, red, and purple feathers attached to the butt, and also a feather mohawk into the hood that covers the top half of his face, and giant mutton chops. Incredible. So good. Breathtaking. And he runs in, he jumps off of something, he he leaps into the air, does a little, like, kick. It doesn't hit anything, it's just kind of for flair, and then lands, ready. Uh, they open the back of the truck, they let you inside. Uh, like I said, there are three trailers all of them have hay bale benches. There are boxes and boxes and bags and loo- all the any any kind of uh, farm fair themed weapon. There's a box of there is a box of ski ball balls, <laughs> uh, any kind of fair themed weaponry you want to add in. But I think like I think there is a few minutes before we kind of kick in the proper rules uh, the special, the special move rules of the of the match that we're using. So instead, I am just going to let the two of you duke it out for a few moments until the other uh, opponents get in the ring. <laughs> Excellent. Who has momentum? Or I think you have momentum because you were, I think, specifically told to kind of like yeah. lay it on. So I think you, you, you get the momentum by kind of ambushing. Mm-hmm. And so tell me what that looks like and what you do. So what I'm going to do is run up to Prospero and like grab him by the angel wing and kind of like throw him down to the floor and then do like a big like stop 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 you know right next to his head Mm -hmm. and then like sort of back off and like go hey hey to the crowd leaving him I am going to call that I think I'm going to call that working the audience because you are you are trying to get the crowd to, to jeer you so roll me plus audience okay Another seven. Great. Uh, take one momentum. They are playing along. They are they are thoroughly, thoroughly hating you right now. Nice. Prospero, what are you doing to react to this? I think with the idea that, like, it's probably kind of hard for people along the trail to see because there are these half-body fences. Since Prospero's on the ground, like, I think that he is, like, making a point to, like, grab some fistfuls of hay and, like, throw them up to, like, make the impact and everything look way more cinematic. Mm-hmm. Before, like, starting, a, like, a Gregorian chant. <laughs> a Nokian? <laughs> very slowly, like, <laughs> rising up in a way that, like, makes it look like instead of just standing up, he's, like, levitating up from the ground. And then doing, like, a wing slash move where I think he, like, tucks his arms in and he just uses his weight, like, his shoulders to, like, throw his wings forward in, like, cutting motions. That's great. That's very, very good. (laughs) I'm gonna have you roll me a a wrestling with either, I'm gonna say work or your heat with Greg. 
Uh, they are the same. <laughs> you literally have the power of God in anime on your side. That's right. <laughs> uh, so that is an eight plus three, so an eleven. Oh, beautiful. Gain plus one momentum. I think that, like, I think the two of you have, are like, the two of you have, like, hyped up the crowd pretty electric, right? The crowd is pretty thoroughly like excited about this and i think i think there is a moment where like the crowd is hype right the crowd is and i think that the two of you are working flawlessly together the two of you are energized and really like feeling the magic of when two seasoned professionals work together in collaboration and then there comes the moment where greg you see like sitting at commentary you know rattling off factoids Tex and his hat is next to him and he just gives you like the most like somber look of like <laughs> do it <laughs> what do you do give him a nod so the first thing i do is i grab the box of ski balls and i lift it over my head and like shake it around and then i just dump it all over the ground like ball bearings love it <laughs> and then i climb up the fence thing and i do like an elbow drop onto prospero to knock him down except like, I do it a bit wrong, so he mm. he takes some of the impact, not in his shoulder exactly, but kind of the side of his chest, mm. to, like, really wind him and bruise him up there. Love it. I am so... Do you have anything else, or do you want to make a roll? Well, I think then <laughs> I would... One of my signature moves, I would get up and reach under the cart and pull out a big wooden sign... Which is like a plank of wood and then like, you know, a board on it painted white. And it says, uh-oh, on it with an exclamation point. <laughs> and I hit Prospero with it. <laughs> Great. I love it. Uh, it sounds like you're working real stiff. It sounds like you want to actually hurt your opponent. So roll me plus real. Okay. Uh, and I'm going to try and chop his thigh with the edge of the sign. Love it. Uh, that's a nine. Uh, it hurts. Choose one. You injure your opponent. The match is booked to end in a no contest. Uh, your opponent loses one audience as you break the illusion of their toughness, or you gain or you gain plus one audience as the audience can see that you're a legit badass. I mean, I do think in character my goal is to injure my opponent, so I'll go with that mm -hmm. one. Okay. Blaine, tell me what happens on your character sheet when you mark an injury. When you get injured, check an injury box. If you play up the injury during a match, your opponent gains plus one momentum. Okay, so uh, you are, you are, you are cut, you are bleeding, your ribs are bruised, you are, you are thoroughly battered. And you can tell that Greg has, was acting like sloppy there. And I think, Greg, you see a moment where, where Tex kind of like leans back as, Prosper, how do you react as the, uh, as the, um, as the hayride pulls up to its first destination, which is naturally... The, uh, it's gotta be the, it's gotta be the cow tent, right? It's gotta be the, the prize cattle. Of course. Oh, God. <laughs> I've uh, attended a lot of farm fairs in my life. This you is, sure this have, is, buddy. This is an unfortunately, this is unfortunately me pulling from, from a lot of deep experience. <laughs> having, experience. Having grown up in roughly the same part of rural Pennsylvania that you did, Jeff, I understand fully. <laughs> uh. I think... Yeah, I think that overall, like, I try to give everyone the benefit of the doubt. So I think that, like, as Prospero gets up and he's, like, holding his rib, 
where he like landed hard on the the ski balls kind of like leans into greg and he's like we're, we're gonna have to do some more work in rehearsals and then just continues the match all right and then with that our next wrestler gets in the ring somebody give me a number between one and 62 16 16 entering into the ring Entering into the ring. Oh, this is exciting. Uh, this is a this is a character that I love a lot, and uh, this is going to be very very exciting with knowing who's in the ring. I'm going to introduce this wrestler, and then I'm going to explain the actual rules, uh, the game rules of the match that we're using, mm-hmm. uh, with the caveat that there is also a heart hidden somewhere in the ring that you can use to to steal uh, Coach A's power. There are <laughs> weapons everywhere that you can use to damage your opponents. Which means that any of you can pull on the hardcore move at any time. Yeah, the hardcore uh, match stipulation move at any time. And, of course, so the the wrestler entering the ring. There is proper pyro, right? Uh, And pyro, I mean, they've set up several fireworks to fire off as walking to the ring wearing, like, a leather jacket, wearing a leather jacket, white t-shirt, jeans, and like giant, not 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 uh not wrestling boots, but like full on combat boots, <laughs> and carrying a kendo stick, a big wooden sword, walking to the ring, getting consciously walks into the fireworks and allows herself to just get sprayed with fireworks. This is Chihiro Watanabe, the queen of the exploding ring death match. Oh no! <laughs> this is this is a special guest that we have flown in, an international wrestler, a uh, known, a famous hardcore wrestler, walks out. Is like slightly singed and is already kind of like smoking and all like as as she like walks over runs runs straight down this big tent with cows on both sides past all these fireworks jumps over the fence and immediately starts immediately starts swinging the kendo stick at you Greg because you are because you are the hardcore wrestler and I think that. She's like, I I am making we are we are going to make this a hardcore match. Of course. Greg is starstruck. This woman is amazing. What do you do? I'm actually just going to take the stick, like get backhanded by the stick. Good. I love it. Um, I'm gonna give you plus one momentum and then I'm gonna explain the rules of of the rumble. Okay. So our though the the rules of this match, two competitors start in the ring and another enters at staggered intervals. Wrestlers can be eliminated by pinfall submission or by over the top rope. In this case, the sides of our truck. <laughs> Whenever a wrestler makes a wrestling move, which is to say one of our in-ring moves hardcore counts towards this. Um, we're going to replace the result list with this one. On a 10 plus, you hit it, you retain control of the match and you can either gain two momentum Throw an opponent over the over the rope and gain one heat with them or decide who the next entrant is going to be and also gain plus one heat with them. On a seven and nine, you pick it pretty well and you can pick one or on a bot, you are taken to the top rope and can either spend momentum to stay in the ring or get dumped out and gain plus one heat with whoever dumped you. So you can so you will you will you will. So you're going to want to manage your momentum. You're going to want to you're going to want to stay keep in the ring. Um, And I think that the and as we start to run out, I'm going to make I'm keeping a running list of how many wrestlers we have. I think this is a 10. There are, there are 10 wrestlers who are going to make their entrance. So right now, um, I think that you, you take the beating Prospero. What do you do as these two are, as as Chihiro is like bashing Greg with a, with, with this kendo stick. I I think that with 
with the injury that Prospero has received, I think that he's trying to, like, take a couple beats to catch his breath, but, like, still not wanting it to look like he's out is, like, occasionally, like, standing, I think, like, shoulder to shoulder with Greg and, like, occasionally, like, doing, like, a quick little exchange with Shahira. Mm-hmm. Like, blocking the kendo stick with an arm and maybe getting, like, a wing in there. I love that. I really love that. Greg, take another plus one momentum as uh, Prosper is playing up his injury. Okay. Uh, and I think that the both of you are just repeatedly, and I think eventually uh, Chihiro grabs a, uh, like, grabs a, grabs a rake and just, like, gives you the world's, gives Prospero the world's worst back rake and just <laughs> runs it straight down your back, proceeding to, like, hit, use the, 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 the hilt of it to just bat, like, to just hit Greg in the, in the stomach and is just Ugh. clobbering the both of you when smoke fills the ring. We stop at our next stop, which is... Clowns? Clowns with balloon noses? It's gotta be clowns. It's gotta be clowns. Yep, it's gotta <laughs> be clowns. Uh, it is the balloon animal tent. There are clowns there doing clown stick and they're making balloon animals. And waiting there... What's Koche doing as we <laughs> arrive at the at the clowns? <laughs> I imagine, you know, the this thing pulls up and there's all these clowns and trying to make it as 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 serious as possible, he rises up from the middle of them. Like so he's <laughs> like, "Oh, hey, this is fun. Ha ha ha." The one mime. Yes, ex- and like he just rises up and almost in makeup like it. Mm-hmm. And just starts moving towards the cart. All right, what do you do when you get into the cart? You have momentum. Uh, I want to try to get the uh, the the wooden sword and break it. Okay, I am going to call that. I'm going to call that wrestling plus uh, plus body. I think you are you are you are showcasing your 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 physical intensity. Okay, uh, ten. Great. Uh, on a ten plus, you can choose one of the following. Yeah, you choose one of the following. You can gain plus two momentum. You can uh, describe how you throw an opponent over the top rope, gaining plus one heat with them. Or you can decide uh, who the next entrant is going to be and gain plus one heat with them. Yeah, I think I will take, uh, I I will decide who comes in next so that there's someone just right on top of us. Great. And that Koche gets the sword and kind of bends down so it looks like he's chewing on it, but, (laughs) but breaks it over his knee and comes up and it looks like he's just bitten it in half. But at that break this other person's theme music starts great uh who do you who do you want this wrestler to be oh this wrestler is gonna be number seven (laughs) number seven love it um okay great that's a james bond theme right that's gotta be a james bond that's got that's the most (laughs) james bond themed wrestler name that i've ever heard uh number seven number seven we we uh like the match continues you break it you're throwing everyone around in the ring. And I think what happens is that, like, this wrestler does not arrive at a stop, but one of the bales of hay explodes solid snake style <laughs> and stands up wearing, like, a, a full, like, jumpsuit. Does the James Bond, unzips it, and is wearing a tuxedo. Oh, no. Perfect. Amazing. And, Im- and immediately starts, like, Starts just throwing, throwing judo chops at anyone that he can possibly like karate chop. Who wants to take momentum at this moment as he is just chopping everyone? The crowd is, the crowd is very excited to see number seven in the ring. 
I have a question, actually. You said there were yeah. three trailers. Can we travel between them or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there are there are, there are three trailers and they are all like um, hitched to together there. Mm. But there's no wall separating them. So you. Right. So it's sort of just like one long. Like a flatbed train. Yeah. Think like a flatbed train. OK, well, I will I will do a thing. All right. I'm going to run along the trailers. Hop, hop, hop like Mario. Mm hmm. And then there aren't really ropes, which is kind of like, oh, no, most of my things involve leaping. So I'm going to try and, like, climb up the tractor at the front. That's great. Yes. And then leap and try and catch whoever is nearest, honestly, in, like, a Black Widow thighs to the head sort of takedown. Love it. I don't remember what it's called. (laughs) That's a Hurricane Rana. Yeah, that one. Love it. Yeah. Give me a plus work. Give me a roll plus work. Four. Oh, I think I am going to put this over because it's a it's because it's a great moment. Having <laughs> you like I think it's what what what's he doing? What is get off of there? You are on top of a car. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And I think like like you jump and you come soaring down. Oh, my Oh, oh, thank God. I, we, we, we've already seen an injury tonight. I was worried that we were going to see a career get ruined. <laughs> oh, my God. So that is a seven to nine result. You are going to you can choose uh, one. You need to work with someone else to throw an opponent over the top rope and they take control of the match or retain control of the match and name the next entrant. I think that. I'm going to like exchange a hardcore nod with Chihiro, spit some blood, and we're going to work together to try and ditch number seven. Okay, I love it. I I love that like he made this big splashy entrance, and the two of you just like you you proceed to just effortlessly like take him down, and the two of you just proceed to like <laughs> hit him with weapons, and then just dump him over the side. I think <laughs> as the first person eliminated from the match. <laughs> Number seven has been eliminated and like is just like face down in a pool of mud. Really, like this is the this is the close up shot that illustrates like, oh, this is what that this is what that's going to look like when we when we lose, like when people get eliminated. (laughs) So Chihiro gains control of the match. And I think she is going to she picks up she picks up a bale of hay and like rushes at rushes at Koshay and like slams it and the thing explodes and there is hay and it's actually kind of hard to see. It's not the greatest thing for a wrestling match because it's <laughs> kind of made it hard to see. I'm giving you momentum. What does it look like after that kind of smoke clears? So as this hay explodes everywhere, Koshay is inexplicably in the next thing back kind of when it all settles. <laughs> and it almost seems like he's just pacing back and forth like Darth Maul waiting for someone to come into the final bed to throw them out like he's trying to like keep a territory Mm, I think I'm gonna call that a wrestling move plus body okay nine all right um do you need someone's help to throw someone out of the ring or do you uh retain control of the or do you retain control of the match and pick the next entrant I I think I'll Keep control and keep bringing some folks in. All right. <laughs> who's coming? Who's coming out next? The next person that comes out it, because they are, are a favorite here is quadruple H. It's 4H. 4H. <laughs> love it. Great. I need I need I need another second. 
I if hate, only I hate we this. were at the cow tent still. It's funny that you say that because I think what we see is um we actually we actually pass by. So we expect to stop at the horse tent, right? We expect to stop at the horse tent. And instead, what you all feel and you all kind of jostle for a moment as the as the, the truck speeds up. We are suddenly speeding past the horse tent. And the reason is because you hear galloping and Aww. there is like a local a local yeah. member of the of the horse riding club comes running out of the horse tent. Like doing a gentle trot alongside the truck, and Quadruple H and Four H is standing there, like flex, like holding on to this, holding on to this cowboy and flexing. <laughs> God does a leap and jumps onto the onto the grating of the truck and climbs up and enters the match. <laughs> as the as the horse rider rides back around in a graceful circle and goes back in the tent. <laughs> Perfect. It's a real big. It's a real big moment. Uh, okay, uh, Kosha, you've got control. Yeah, so I I think I'm going to try and and catch 4H. Like, as he climbs up, I'm just there, and I'm going to try to grab him and throw him out instantly. <sighs> I think that that is going to be... I'm going to call that work. Yeah. Because I think it's more about, like, you can do it easily, but it's more about, like, timing to make sure you're in the right spot. Yeah, and to, like, not hurt him. Yeah. Ooh. That is a two. Oh. I think I'm going to use my put over. All right. Um, and I think the the announcers are just like, for a moment, there is like just stunned silence because it looks like Koshe may have botched the drop. And I think the announcers are like, oh my goodness, it, out as soon as he is in. And then there's that catch of breath. As it looks like 4H may may drop off, like not on a bale of hay, and potentially seriously injure themselves, like, but it's saved at the last moment. That's really great. I love that. There's a horse too, and there's a horse. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, then that's a seven to nine result. Do you need someone's help to throw someone out, or do you want to continue to roll the match and name who's coming out next? I think that I need someone's help. To throw someone out. So you've got uh, you've got Chihiro, you've got Greg, and you've got Prospero are all in the ring. Who is the one that's going to help you throw out 4-H? I think maybe Greg, that like Koshe grabs a hold high and is trying to force him out, but trying to force uh, uh, Quadruple H out, but the, the bar is in the way, mm. <laughs> and Greg like grabbing the legs and, and flipping them. That's yeah. great. I that rules. Okay. Well, that means that Greg, you have control of the match. Okay. So, what I'm going to do is I'm going after Prospero and I'm going to do a move that I call going up where I grab Prospero and lift him off the ground and try and just sort of like log chuck him over the edge of the ring. That's great. That like, that kicks that kicks in the ass. Scottish games. <laughs> uh, nice. That's absolutely a body roll, I think. <laughs> uh, nine. All right. Do you need someone's help, or are you going to name the next wrestler making their entrance? I'm gonna name the next wrestler, but does Prospero go out? Prospero, do you go out, or do you spend a momentum to stay in? Uh I think I'm gonna spend a momentum to stay in. Yeah, buddy. All right. 
Describe what it looks. Describe what the near fall looks like. So I I think that uh, Greg has me like picked up by the neck, uh, and Prospero starts like working his shoulders so it looks like his wings are flapping, <laughs> uh, and like right before <laughs> Greg gets him out of the the actual cart. He, like, puts his foot on the edge and, like, boosts himself up and does, like, a flip over top and lands back in the tractor. That rules. Nice. Then that means that that means that I'm going to give control of that. Ma- then then if you are spending that momentum, then I'm going to give that uh, I'm going to give you because you are using the interrupt move by spending momentum to stay in the ring. That means that you have control of the match. OK, I think. Oh, wait. But also, but before we do that, you've got a name. Liz, you've got a name who the next person coming out is. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> the next person to come in is named the Juggalo. <laughs> oh, I mean, whoop, whoop. <laughs> M-M-F-C-L. <laughs> true story. This, this is a brief 30-second true story. The... the <laughs> The the insane clown posse. <laughs> ICP are actually like world famous wrestling fans, and so this is you've secretly triggered the the most excited <laughs> that I'm going to get to be this entire recording. <laughs> Secret backstory. ICP starts playing, and um, coming out. This is a hardcore match, so coming out with two hatchets. Oh no! Uh, the Juggalo comes out. <laughs> we pull up to we pull up to the face painting uh tent. Uh, there's somebody tainting and like uh we see that somebody getting face painted and like that's kind of just like a happy guy with a mustache is painting and stands up grab picks up two hatchets and turns around and it's the juggalo with the full cloud face paint <laughs> climbs into the ring and starts like and just starts like oh uh, i'm gonna say runs at koshay full speed prospero as that is happening what do you do I think that overall, like, I I think that Prospero is kind of trying his best to make sure that Koshay and Greg stay in since they're like the kind of regulars of of the matches here. And so I think that as the Juggalo is charging Koshay, I think that Prospero is going to do the saving grace where he jumps from the tops of one of the bales of hay and like makes it look like he's flying across the space. And just like tackles the juggalo. All right, give me a roll plus work. That is an eleven. Oh, fantastic! Do you do you gain two momentum? Do you throw an opponent over the top rope, or decide who the next entrant is going to be? Ah, that's a good question. It sounds like you're going to knock this guy off off of the truck. I think actually, yeah, I think I think that like Prospero kind of grabs him and like in the landing is able to kind of just like gently drop the juggalo off the side of the truck. (laughs) Great. (laughs) Love it. Uh, Which, yeah, you go, you go tumbling. You've retained control. Uh, What do you do next? At this point now, after that move in particular, I think Prospero is again, starting to feel this, this rib injury he has. So I think he's going to just like perch up in a corner and start like grabbing the ski balls that are all over the floor of this little trailer and just start like tossing them at people to like distract everyone. (laughs) That sounds like you are, it sounds like you are reveling in violence. So I'm going to have you roll plus real as you engage in hardcore. All right, this is going to go real well with my minus one reel. It's like being in a ball pit. 
Uh, that is not terrible. That was an eight minus one, so seven. All right. Do you need someone's help to throw someone over? Or do you name the next person entering the entering the truck? Let's name the next person. We need we need to get these wrestlers in here. All right. Uh, I think maybe, like, we pull up to, like, the games section of the fair, and we're, like, right near the, the game where, like, you shoot a water pistol at the target to make the horses run across, and they, they introduce, uh, Wild Bill Brazos. Great. Yes. Who comes out in, like, a full cowboy outfit. I think maybe it's even the cowboy that was riding the horse earlier, like, he raced up here to jump in. That's sick. That's very, very fun. That rules. <laughs> Jumps, I think, like, I think stands, like, on top of the horse and gives a whistle and the horse, like, stops and kind of, like, throws him and he does a flip, grabs onto the fence of the truck and, like, flips over and does a lot of high-flying stuff. And I think, like, I'm gonna throw this over to Koshay. What happens next? I think that as he flips in and surveys the area that gosh i think that the tractor like slams to a halt like it stops it's jarred suddenly for a moment Mm -hmm. and that whoever is the next person is in front like they have stopped they have stopped the momentum to give themselves a grand entrance instead of having to jump on Oh, that's really good, because the next entrant is our final entrant. It it stops, and it stops well short of, like, the main event stage, because it stops at an open field where there is an ambulance sitting, and the door opens, <gasps> and Riggs comes out, <laughs> arm in a cast, like, arm in a sling, <laughs> and is, like, insistent on, like, finishing this match. Love comes it. out, so now in the ring. There are all three of you, there is Chihiro, there is Wild Bill, and there is now Riggs has, like, climbed in the ring, visibly hurt. Who, which of the three of you makes the first move? I'll do it. Do it. Does it have to be at, um, Riggs? No, it can be at anybody, anybody in the ring. It can be at one of the other players, it can be at one of the other NPWs, it can be at anybody. What's the, what's the thing okay. that happens as the fine, as all of you are kind of in the ring sizing each other up? And is the Juggalo still here, or did they get, no. they got, they got knocked out. The Juggalo, Juggalo the, is dispatched. Okay. The Juggalo was sent packing. In a spray of Fago. In a spray of Fago. <laughs> so I think we're all, we're all in this sort of like standoff, like scattered across the trailers as Riggs climbs in, and... Greg, I am going to, like, rush towards Koshay because we have this sort of, like, there's a bit of a history, you know, I entered him, and, like, lock hands together and, like, growl and do that sort of, like, pushing back and forth contest of strength thing before Greg is obviously mm-hmm. overcome because no one's found the heart yet. Mm. Then I'm going to have, I'm going to have Koshay, I'm going to have you roll body here. Okay. Six. Oh, a six. Almost impossible <laughs> for me to fail a body roll. I, so I love this because I think this is the moment. I think that what we see is like, Greg, you start to get overpowered and then suddenly Koshay, Prospero, where do you find, where do you find the, the heart? Yes. Oh, uh, I think it's all the way, like all the way in like the back cart in the corner. And like, while all of this hype, hyping up has happened, like. Prospero kind of went back there just to catch his breath. And I think maybe even like he sat down for a second. Uh, and when he sat down, like he felt the box underneath him 
and immediately like pulled it up and like rose up holding it. Oh, and because he doesn't have the key, he uses one of the juggalo's hatchets to like <laughs> chop <laughs> the the chest open. That's sick. Yes. So, so Koshe, you are on the top rope. Do you stay in or do you get dumped out? Oh, I think I think I get dumped out. Okay. He's, he's got the heart. He's he's got the source of my power and everyone's seen it, so Okay. Koshe has been eliminated. And I think I think Riggs, Prosper, I'm gonna give you control. We've got Chihiro, we've got Riggs, and we've got Wild Bill and also you and Greg. And those are the final five in this match. What do you do? I think there's a, a like almost a moment of cowardice, like knowing how Chihiro fights that like Prospero being hurt is like, maybe I'll go after Wild Bill. <laughs> but then like is like, no. I'll do it, uh, and kind of tries to go, like, toe-to-toe with Chihira. Like, he, like, makes a spectacle of, like, crushing this fake heart uh, and throwing it off throwing it off the, the trailer, and then just kind of runs and, like, puts his arms down and wings up and, like, goes in for, like, a flying leap at Chihira. I like that. Give me a... I'm going to call this a, a, a work... I'm going to call this a work role because you are specifically, like, selling... And you are, you are, you are kind of like, I think, getting put onto the defense because you're playing in her territory. Yeah. Uh, so that is a nine. All right. Do you need someone's help to eliminate uh, Chihiro? I guess, I guess since we're, since we're out of entrance, yeah. Who, yeah. who is, who do you want to help you eliminate Chihiro? So I think, I think that Prospero is very specifically trying to avoid Riggs. Mm. And I think that maybe Riggs is coming, like, gunning right for Prospero. And so, like... Prospero is like wrestling, like just kind of going back and forth with Chihiro, and we see Riggs just like come up behind her and like pick her up and just like alley-oop her out of the trailer to get to Prospero. That's sick. I would like to interrupt. Um, yeah, please. I will spend a momentum to do so. And I, I will yeah. catch Chihiro's like forearm and kind of like swing her back around and she'll kick Riggs, I guess. In like an improvised tag team. <laughs> Fantastic. I love that. I love that. I'm going to go ahead and just say, I think that that, I think because there was an elimination already on the field, I'm comfortable going saying, I think, I think Riggs goes. And I think, I think the crowd is kind of shocked. And I think we get a brief shot of, we get a brief shot of, of Tex looking very pleased because the trade-off to making it hurt and to, to coming out was that Greg is going to win this. Ha ha. Nice. Uh, which means it's now it's now Greg and it's Prospero and it's the Cowboy and it's Chihiro are all standing in the ring. Um, Greg, you have momentum. What do you do? Well, I think I'm going to try and entice Chihiro into dispatching the Cowboy with me. I think I think it takes very little convincing. I'm going to say with sticks. Yeah, I think this is I think this is hardcore. I think the two of you grab weapons and just go to and just go go to work. Just a comedy <laughs> routine, basically. Just a blitter, just clearing, clearing house. <laughs> give me a ra- give me a roll okay. plus real. Four. Oh, I think. Would you like to spend a momentum to avoid getting eliminated? I would. Okay, because I think I think what happens instead is you you do that, and Wild Bill like outmaneuvers you, and Chihiro goes out of the ring. <sighs> And I think he takes control and I think he's going to go after Prospero, like in one fluid motion, try to like lock you in a submission hold to make you tap out. What do you do, Prospero? I think that Prospero, 
like comes up behind them with with Wild Bill standing there, like trying to get Greg into into a submission lock. And I think that like somewhere as part of part of Prospero's costume, there's like a little light that he can tap on <laughs> to make like a beam of light come from his body. And so he like turns this on and it's his judgment move where he's standing over Wild Bill with his arms raised high, like looking sternly down in this like light from just like a little LED light on his chest is is glowing down on him. Uh, and I think he's just going to try to like grab Wild Bill and like just kind of toss him over his head out of the out of the trailer. Give me a plus work. That is an 11. All right. Works flawlessly. Uh, he goes, and I'm going to hand this over to, to Greg. Describe the finish and roll your finishing move. Excellent. Okay, so Greg's going to kind of like pace back and forth on the trailer, which is still stopped, I believe, and like punch the fence, you know, to hype himself up and go like, Rah! and then he's going to take a full-sized ladder and set it up on the back of the trailer and climb up it. And then he's going to, like, cup cup a hand to the crowd just to, like, get some noise. And then do a descending whistle. This is the anvil, Greg's finisher. <laughs> Fuck. And jump off the ladder, bounce off the edge of the ring, and then onto Prospera, taking him down into a pin. Incredible. Incredible. Roll me your finisher and add any momentum that you've got left. Okay. <laughs> Eleven. Beautiful. What happens on a 10 plus on your finish? On a 10 plus, you hit your finisher clean or bloody. Choose whether you or your opponent gains one audience. And because you're the jobber, um, what I'm going to say, because because your opponent is the jobber, mm. I'm going to say you actually both gain plus one audience. Oh, nice. I think your job, I think, uh, partially because I think I was supposed to have Prospero role as the jobber, but I think it also works better <laughs> if, like, you both pull this off. Yeah. And I think, like, you stand tall, you're handed the belt. I think we get a lo closing shot of Riggs staring at you with the sling. Mm. And backstage, there is a moment between the two of you as Tex is just, like, visibly relieved. What is the final moment that we see as we close out our story? I think we see Greg with the belt on kind of is, like, shaking hands with Prospero, which isn't very heel like so there's sort of like a like a, a grip thing like the shitty mm -hmm. handshake and greg smirks like an ass prospero reacts as his character demands and then the the camera pulls focus and we see Riggs in the background and his eyes are narrow and there's kind of like a sting like oh no and then mm -hmm. cut to black <laughs> love it and that my friends is worldwide wrestling that is game uh everyone thank you so much for playing this was a blast oh so good so we will real quick run through uh who we are and where people can find us online my name is jeff stormer you can find my work at jeffstormer.com and you can find me on twitter at party of one pod blaine where can people find you online you can find me on twitter at uh not alone underscore horror you can find my podcast at you are not alone pod.com and you can find my games at blainecmartin.itch.io Liz, where can people find you online? You can find the podcast at octoberandfish.ca, not .com. I have a Twitter. It's Literal Chemist. If you can figure out how to spell it, I guess you can find me. And I forgot earlier that I was in an actual play. It's called The Rook and the Rascal. It's on Podcatchers, but they don't have a website. Thank you so much. This was great. Oh, my God. I had the best time. Uh, Rev, where can people find uh, your stuff online? 
Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Rev DeShane, or you can find my uh, Monster of the Week actual play podcast. <laughs> Just search for The Crit Show uh, literally on any social media or any place you download your podcasts. Incredible. Everyone, thank you so much for playing this with me. Yay. This was uh, the best. I Like I said, I look forward to this every single year. Uh, and now, until next time, until next year, wrestling fans, good night and enjoy the, the wrestling. <laughs> I didn't remember what my sign off was. That was a great uh, sign off. <laughs>The intro and outro music for all IPM episodes is composed by Benny James. Our graphic art and logo are by Matthias Storelli. You can support International Podcast Month by sharing and talking about the event. And you can even buy our team members a Kofi. Links are in the show notes. Follow us at PodMonth on Twitter and use the hashtag PodMonth2022. Head on over to internationalpodcastmonth.com for the month-long blog and for more information about the event. International Podcast Month. Celebrating creators, sharing listeners.